Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome once again to Cult Following. Three guys who love movies and are here to talk about it every month here on iTunes, SoundCloud, cultfollowing.co, Google Play, and everywhere that fine podcasts are bought and sold. I'm one of your three hosts for this occasion, Victor Moreno, along with Kirby Nelson and Joshua T. Ruth. Have a nice trip. See you next fall. Uh-huh. We're explorers in the deepest regions of celluloid, angels to some, demons to others. Join us, if you will. Join us. On Cult Falling. In this edition, we're going to talk a little bit about the most upcoming films on our calendar. The most upcoming. The upcoming films we are most excited about here in the year of our Lord 2018. There's a lot of cool films on the way. We're also going to talk a little bit about the films we have been watching as of late. Lots of new stuff on the horizon, including some early reviews for some movies uh, that might be on your radar. So, uh... Why don't we get started with Kirby, who just saw The Nun yesterday. Yeah. Press screening, which comes out this weekend. Yes. Speaking of the year of our Lord. Yes. Tell us about The Nun. Uh, yeah. Let me just get all excited here <laughs> wow. for that one. That no, good, it's, huh? um, I don't know. I haven't re- I'll have the review up here shortly on cultfollowing.co. It's, um, I, I, there's, you know, really, I, it's pretty black and white with most people with the the conjuring verse movies. I mean, I think you either love or hate them. Oh, right. So technically this is let's see here. So it was let's see here. Conjuring, Annabelle, Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation. So we are on movie number 5. What okay, so what's the nun from? The nun is from The Conjuring 2. Okay. So it um so if you have it's not absolutely essential to have seen The Conjuring 2, but it'd probably help. Um the uh it, it, you know, with the Conjuring movies, I thought the first Conjuring was great. I actually enjoyed the second Conjuring. The Annabelle movies were fun. It, it's it, you know, it, you really have to take it, it's, you know, either going to Take it for what it is or you're not. That second and one was supposed to be good, right? I I thought it was great. I it was my biggest thing with Annabelle Creation was I just went in with the lowest expectations. Mm, that helps. I think, well, it's kind of also like, it's the guy who did Ouija Origin of Evil, which I probably had the lowest expectations of any movie in the last few years. And that one just completely blew me away of how good it was in comparison, because the original Ouija is possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I um, it, it was just terrible. So with this, it's... um. The the way I always kind of look at this one is still um, co-written by James Wan, so I find the that you know the real hallmarks of the series is of course the jump scares. There's without a doubt a huge amount of them, and again take it or leave it. Uh, but the thing that I think does help a lot um, is the humor, and that they have a real sharp charm that I enjoy. Um, this one has some some great comic relief without being cheesy or tacky. It's just genuinely funny um it, great timing and stuff very um very old school almost in a lot of ways and i just i enjoy it but it's the problem with this one is um really rocky opening they they do the flashback thing uh-huh. um which it's like okay if you've seen the movies you already know what's going on and you, you didn't even need to it, that's i mean i guess where it really comes down to but um it's kind of nice to see kind of like Annabelle was in the sixties. This is in the fifties. They transplant. This is in Romania. Um, you know, it's kind of nice to see a Gothic, uh, traditional Gothic, which I 
The reason I liked the original Annabelle was because it was very, you know, copying a Rosemary's Baby mm. Sentinel kind of feel, but of course, super glossy and CGI. But, you know, there were a couple of genuinely, and that's, that's where the parts that I think people will just deride the films, but, um, when it gets into, instead of, it's more atmospheric as opposed to just a jump scare, those are where, it, you know, it hits home a little bit better. It's not the worst movie. It's far from the best. It's just, it, 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 it is what it is. And, uh, I, I love to give it a glowing, you know, perfect review, but it's not. It's just, it's average. It's completely par for the course. It's not as good as the other films in the series so far. And as I believe they're doing the Conjuring 3 and the Crooked Man, which is, uh, uh, part of the Conjuring 2. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be milking this franchise. They, they've done all this in five years. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. they, they well, you got to ride that wave while they, it's going. They kind of went with a DC approach here. We'll just you know cram <laughs> it all in as fast as we can. Um, so it, it 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 works because all the films are lean. They're all about an hour and a half hour. And I mean, the Conjury movies were a little longer, a little closer to two. But right, you know, you know what you're getting into. Um, score's good. It's it's fun, but it's just if they had made it a little more gothic, a little bit more Hammer. And that kind of stuff, I think it would have been far more effective. Uh, they start that off kind of in the beginning, and then they it goes back to kind of the formula. So, yeah. um, trying to think here, what else I wrote down a few that it I'd seems seen, like but... a movie that would be good to see as part of a double feature at the drive-in around Halloween. You know, yeah, it's... that might be kind of where I'd place it from I what want... you're saying. I wonder if it's just at this point in the calendar to keep it from competing with Halloween or something. That's a good point. What, well, yeah. when, is Halloween early October or late October? Um, October 19th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I think a lot That's of That's smart placement. Well, the thing was is that I think they realized this when um, Saw became kind of, you know, was the Halloween movie or Paranormal Activity and a few of these other franchises of the mid-aughts to the, you know, to now was what they were running into, I think, with Saw. I remember reading a few, like, studio execs talking about was is that people were like, well, I don't want to actually go see a movie on Halloween. I want to go to, like, a haunt. True. Or I want to go to right. a party. Yeah, so, you got to release it a little bit before Halloween, yeah, for sure. So yeah. if they were getting in the spirit, then it was no pun intended, <laughs> um, which I did stop by recently. And, man, have they really upped their game, I think, because of, like, yeah. trick-or-treat studios and some of the bigger companies. But you it's think people crazy. buy that stuff though, other than like the really crazy people like run a haunt out of their house. Like, I think people. Well, I think it's that the price point. I mean, I remember like fifteen Many people with money do. Yeah, fifteen yeah. twenty years ago. I mean, I I don't think everyone's gonna spend you know, like fifty bucks on a mask or um you know a hundred dollars on a costume. But I think that. There's I mean, like, I'm more talking about, like, those, like, $500 animatronic oh, things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're always all gone at the Spirit Store. Yeah. Really? By the end of the month. Yeah, I think a lot. Well, and then the, at the November 1st sale. Sure. They, they, I, I bought a, I have a animatronic ghost face. That's I got cool. it for 50 bucks. So it was, you know, worked out. It was originally, like, 200-something. But the, I, I mean, I think, when I, I just think that the quality is demanded a lot more and because there's, you know, enterprises that are mass producing it now with higher quality results. I think there are people, you know, it's like, I mean, I think probably the most legendary is the Michael Myers mask, which is, you know, of course not been treated very well over the years and without trick or treat and, you know, the hobby itself of which I'm a part of, I mean, it would never have, but I mean, I think it was that, that people saw, uh, you know, from a corporate perspective that, you know, there was money to be made here. There was a fandom, and they allowed it, um, you know, to really grow. But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still also a lie. Like, I, I, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but people always misinterpret that I'm a huge, you know, huge horror fan. fan. They think I'm a big Halloween, not Halloween the movie, Halloween mm-hmm. the holiday. You're not? The season. I am not. I don't. Really? I, I like Halloween in terms of when I was a kid. I love candy. I love dressing up and going mm. trick-or-treating. But as an adult, I mean, I see people with, like, the very cheesy, like, you know, looks like spirit explode in their living Sure, room, sure. And it makes them happy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it that. Makes me happy. But I'm not a big, I'm not into, like, the, the chintzy, like, decorations and stuff like that. It's cool to see people, there's, like, like I said, a little bit higher-end stuff. Um, but you know, I just don't have a huge interest in. It. I never have. It's um, uh, you know, I love mass I, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I just people. Are uh, like, every day is Halloween for you if you go into your yeah, house. I'm sure I mean. I've seen some pictures. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, that's my thing. I yeah. mean, I, I I live in a horror film museum, right. but I right. just don't like. But Halloween, like in terms of the marketable holiday yeah. aspect of it. Is not really ever been. I'll favorite. tell you, for it's uh, the dollar store is what like did wonders. I got so much stuff at the dollar store, and but is because I had you know big Halloween party, so I wanted to get all the decorations, and then sure, now I've sure. just got two big things full of Halloween decorations. I don't buy new stuff because yeah. I don't need to, but it's it's also a bummer because I'm in an apartment, not a house, so like. I don't really think I'm going to do much, um, you know, because it's a, what am I going to do in an apartment? But it was cool, and I had the house, you know, and just do up the yard and everything. Sure. It's more, I mean, yes, I love it, but it's also for, like, the neighborhood kids. Yeah. You know? Well, I love haunts. Now, like, yeah. that's not, like, that's the thing I do still love, and I love for the season. A lot of them are not great. Like, I think the people who do their DIY ones are a lot better than any of the corporate kind of ones or the the, the big, uh, you know, pay, pay haunts and stuff. But I mean, I there was a documentary actually. It was one of the first ones I watched this year. Was called Haunters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's, I actually saw that yeah. at Fantastic Fest last year. Yeah, at a midnight is, screening. It was excellent. awesome. Yeah. It's really well done. It really gets you excited. See, like that's cool. But to me, I like because it really focused on the extreme haunts yeah, more exactly. than like uh, you know the uh, what was it the uh, American sc- oh the scare? Yeah, American scream yeah, yeah scream yeah. right yeah yeah yeah. If uh, if you watch the show on Netflix right now called Dark Tourism. It's um, hosted by the same guy who was the um, New Zealand reporter from Tickled. Right. If you saw that movie. Oh, that's. I love Tickled. I actually I, I knew about that, but I didn't know it was that same guy. Yeah, the that's whole awesome. show is the guy from Tickled going to different um, like dark tourist destinations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's one episode where he goes to America. He goes to the McKemmy Manor from Haunters. Uh huh. And like the guy, he's moved and now he's just switched his whole thing where like, um, all he does is really psychological torture. Interesting. I wonder if he got in trouble. It's weird because, um, he, he, he signs up for it and then he goes in with another guy. He lasts, I think, 20 minutes. Uh huh. The other guy lasts like 30 minutes. If it's just psychological, like. No, no, it's not like. He breaks them down by like over five hours. Like, okay. Him read this giant waiver, and Got then it. he puts like headphones on, blacks them out. And oh, the okay. Whole playing soundtracks. Got and it. Thing, and they're all tied up in a straight jacket. Got it. Okay. And then he like he essentially and he puts that mouth thing that yeah. keeps your mouth open. Yeah. And yeah. that's like breaking them down when they're getting in, and then he starts waterboarding them. Oh yeah, okay. So that's definitely more than just well, psychological you know torture. I mean, not yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dunking them in ice cold water. It's telling still he's water right. Them. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but honestly, like it was the stuff. McKamey Manor. It was like it was the like feeding them rotten eggs and yeah. stuff like that. That I'm like, oh my god, come on. Yeah, yeah and apparently now he has to have a safe word. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I. You know, but that's the thing. I mean, I think people are, 
interested in that or want the more extremes. I like I think that was the interesting part because the extreme goes on. You know, it's a very long spectrum. That like that's probably like yeah the the very hardcore end. But I mean, I right. think that a lot of people even you know there's a lot of things. I always think of haunts now, you know, a big part of it. I mean, even when I was a kid, it was, but I think that people ex- like, and the expectation now is the, um, the kind of, it's really weird to say <laughs> in the me too era, but it's like touching. It's the, right. the interactive, like the yeah. tactile aspect of it. Like I see that way more now, like that people like will follow you, you know, they're like, you oh, they know, actually they touch, touch you? you. Oh yeah. There's a really? lot of them that do. None of the ones I go to do. Oh yeah. Except, there's... well, okay. That, that, that's not true. So the ones that did were the Halloween ones. So that Krampus one, like, and oh, I don't know Halloween if it's Horror just Nights? because, uh, no. So the, the one it was, uh, it's oh. the Krampus that's done by the 13th floor. Oh, um, okay. and, uh, I don't know if it's just cause it's only like two or three nights. Um, yeah. But like, I mean, they, I had a friend, what I loved about that one, cause they made a whole game of it. Um, I, I think this was before I was on the show, but they made this whole game of it where basically they gave you these little gifts, right? And you just had a gift and it was like basically a wood block that was wrapped up. And they're like, your goal is to make it through the end without losing your gift, right? And then you would see that all these people would try and like steal it from you, right? They'd like straight up, somebody just reached in Austin's pocket and just took his, like totally pocket jacked him for it. And you could tell that they had this little game that whoever them got the most presents from the guests, like must have gotten some kind of little prize or something. Right. So we were like, Oh, well we're going to turn this on them and see how much of their gifts that we can get. Sorry, frog in my throat. So, um, sorry about that. So my friend Misty, she ends up getting in like a fight with one of them. And he like literally drags her down the hallway. Like, and all this stuff is all in good fun. And she's like all into it. But like, they were literally like full contact with her. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, I yeah. think that that's a, I don't necessarily mean, yeah, the full dragon here, the not the houses that October built. But I mean <laughs> that I think people are into the, they, they're really into the, um, intensity and, uh, the interaction and all that. So. But, um, yeah. yeah, I did Halloween Horror Nights a couple of years ago for the first time ever. I had never done it. Um, I went because it was The Exorcist. Yeah, so yeah. I had to go. Um, and How is it? Because I'm really thinking about going for Stranger Things this year. Yeah, it was. Well, so what it did was I got there. I literally drove out from work. I left at like noon. I went to, um, uh, I drove straight to, I got there at like 630. They opened at 7. Um, the one really terrible thing about Universal Studios is they do not allow you to bring any outside food or water of any kind. Really? Um, they don't even allow you to bring a sealed bottle of water. So I would definitely be hydrated and well fed. Um, especially if you're on any kind of budget, but just because it really special diet. Yeah. Or diet. Um, which is nice. They actually had a blaze pizza there now in the, um, uh, what do you call it? Not right. in the park, but right outside. The so that was good. Walk. The city walk. I was trying to think of boardwalk. I was trying to think of the way to say it. But um, they do have, um, but I just, I went mainly for that. I went to the Exorcist first, you know, it was a short line at the time. It was enjoyable. It's, it was not perfect, uh, but it, it, it needed more Pazuzu, but it was still a quality. <laughs> needs um, more Pazuzu. Needs more Pazuzu, <laughs> but it was still enjoyable. And then the, um, the it was actually Krumpus that year as mm-hmm. well, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one was actually really good. Uh, the, they had Halloween two is Halloween two centric. So it was the hospital and cool. then they did, uh, Freddy versus Jason. 
So wh- wh- and um, the purge was the um, the street show. I guess we we can tell we're excited for Halloween. I am. I know you don't yeah. love Halloween. No, no, no. My, but... my whole thing is uh, <clears throat> what I mean by Halloween is I enjoy the season. I enjoy right. the stuff. What it is for a lot of people is you know pumpkin spice. It, I'm not just trying yeah. to say it's like a basic bitch thing. I'm just saying it's like pumpkin it becomes spice. it's every pumpkin spice everything like cheesy decorations and things like that. Like I said, it's I whatever. I love it. Bicycle decorations. Yeah. It's just oh, not I love my it. it's just never been ben my Cooper, thing. Cooper, bring yeah. it on. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of it that is there's cool stuff out there. I think the classic Halloween stuff, right. some of the stuff you're talking about yeah. from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. That I have a love that for. That is a good point. I'm, I'm more into retro Halloween, there you go. That's for a better sure. way to put it. So yeah, maybe yeah. retro Halloween stuff, yes. But on the modern one, it's it's a little bit hard for me to get into. Yeah. But um, but yes, um, the it, it, the best <clears throat> part about the night, though, is, is that the rest of the, the park is open except Harry Potter. Okay. So, I, you know, like I went on like the Mummy and uh, Transformers and the Simpsons and stuff. And there's no line. I mean, there's right. nobody there. Right. So, you just, you know, you can just walk that's right up. That's pretty cool. So, that's a plus. For those, in, I mean, you, it's open till 2.30 in the morning. So, you've oh, got nice. a good almost eight hours. And the crowds weren't like insane or They're anything? They're insane. I mean, it's a ways. I mean, if you really want to do it well, the, then you definitely want like a fast pass. Right. Like there's no better way to do it. I mean, on average, I waited between 30 minutes and an hour and a half uh the one from halloween was absolutely insane uh the line was like crazy but still good um let me think here i just wanted a quick rundown because uh since i've now taken the role of adam and uh jasper as the one who's always catching up (laughs) um i uh catch up yeah playing catch up Uh, i finally saw the incredibles too i just wanted a quick save Mm. enjoyed it felt pretty much the same way you guys did uh, Jurassic yeah, World. It was Fallen good, Kingdom. but not incredibly remem- you know, memorable. Honestly, incredibly? I think it's a mo- yeah. <laughs> I think it's a movie that like I'll definitely enjoy watching. But um, I I felt that that like Jack Jack versus the raccoon scene was amazing. Though. Yeah, that part was the best part. I was gonna yeah. say that was actually my favorite part. <laughs> but the um the rest of it was still good. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, but did you say Jurassic Park? Yeah, Fallen sorry. Kingdom? I was Jurassic just, World. Fallen Jurassic Kingdom? World. Fallen Kingdom. Um, not quite the, uh, the Alex Jones level rant you went on, but, um, it was, it was, uh, not good at all, but, um, the only really weird part was, is that I gotta say, cause you brought it up with the whole thing with like, um, you know, I think it's kind of like liberal and stuff. Well, I thought it was like, is a super animal rights. It kind of reminded me of going and seeing Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Right. And, um. But I mean, the effect it had on the audience, like, there were people, like, openly crying, like, during the movie. So, I'm never going to eat a dinosaur again. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see, like, that's the way I felt of it. Like, I thought the movie, you know, wasn't all making fun of it. It was more like really embodying it. So it was a bit, but what about that? Doc Brontosaurus engulfed in flame scene. Oh, that was just a total. To me, that's like a total animal rights thing. Like without it's like a bit a doubt, over the top, though. Well, right? yeah, but that's. I mean, I felt that the whole dying Brontosaurus in the original Jurassic World right. was a little over right, the top, right. like too. So it's it's a difficult one, like that. I I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, that was just what I wanted. Quick. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know. I've been vegan almost 20 years. I've been involved in animal rights. Like, I mean, I still feel the same way. Like, 
even it's not the same about CGI dinosaurs, right? But it is like the same sentiment. So I guess to me that part was pretty good, right? I mean, it was definitely way more of a downer movie than I expected. I mean, what about like the ending and like you oh know, the like, ending? Oh, I, we're just gonna release them all. No, that the house, <laughs> the um, the the stalking right. scene in the house was the most ridiculous yeah. shit I've seen in years. Yeah, and that's saying something. Yeah. Um, on the quick you run, just watched the nun. Yeah, and I just watched bad. the nun. Um. <laughs> Quick on Crazy Rich Asians, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Cool. Um, I thought it was good, but I I really do think that it was kind of Joy Luck Club meets Fifty Shades of Grey too. <laughs> Whoa! Like, it's Whoa! Not there's a, Fifty Shades of Grey in there. Well, the, in terms of him being this very wealthy oh, okay. aristocrat and stuff, not the bondage. Yeah. Well, also it's. <laughs> A kind little of, bit of bondage. Kind of, kind of, no, no, none of that. But it speaks to my, like, I guess, childhood. That Joy Luck Club was one of my favorite movies when I was in high school. And I was, like, a huge fan. And I guess, like I said, I, not, it's not trying to rehash the same, like, discussion we had last week. But I feel like this the, movie... Was that in your yearbook? Yeah, you know it was. That was my, Joy Luck my senior quote. <laughs> no, but I do believe I was wearing a Plan 9 from our space shirts in one of my, my <laughs> nice. yearbook photos. Um, nice. But the... Um, yeah, I mean, it was still good. I just feel like people are really hyping it up and stuff. And I'm like, it really is the Joy Luck Club in terms of like the 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 familial, the parental, and mm-hmm. a lot of the cultural items and stuff. So I felt like I'm like, you guys are kind of like talking about a movie like it's brand new when it was done 25 years ago. Right. And then I felt like the part, the whole Fifty Shades. I'm just saying in the uh, the, the very romantic fantasy element okay. of like this guy's got like the entire world. Like he runs he, it. No helicopter crash, thank God. They were in a helicopter at one point. <laughs> right. I'm like, if they go down, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed if he comes out unscathed. Um, but and then the, there were some weird, like uh, almost '90s romantic thrillers, with, which Victor and I are a huge fan of. That scene on the island was completely like sleeping with the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was completely like yeah, uh, uh, yeah, single white female right. kind of thing. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Still, it, we're checking out and stuff, but. Um, uh, and then the other two I just wanted to quick mention here, just because I'm always catching up. But I wanted to go quick, just because I got a lot of recommendations, and since it's the season uh, coming up here, was I finally saw Ghost Stories, okay, which is a, a British uh, horror anthology. Um, it's like an IFC Midnight title, but it was put out by uh, Scream Factory. Um, I did it as a blind buy. It was like ten bucks, so I decided to give it a shot. This horror anthology is one of my favorite three subgenres of horror. It's very amicus and like oriented. Like, so if you like amicus kind of movies like Tales from the Crypt and Asylum and stuff like that from the seventies, you'll probably enjoy this. A little heavy handed on the wraparound, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it was still good. Um, but not great. It's like I said, it just had a lot of hype behind it. And so I wasn't, maybe I put my expectations a little too high. Right. And because I'm such a big horror anthology I know fan. nothing about it other than the, like the really terrible Mondo print they just put out. Right. Yeah. Isn't it bad? It, it's really bad. It's so funny when it's like they have something that doesn't sell out immediately and then they like put out these tweets and like, it's still available, guys. Yeah, but that's, I mean, par for the course. Yeah. I didn't think it was the absolute worst. I mean, it wasn't we buy your kids or anything. Right. But, um, you <laughs> well, know. Well, yeah, it's, it's. It's tough not to say that Mondo's lost a lot of buzz. But oh, I haven't yeah. bought a Mondo print yeah, forever. Yeah, but their stuff still sells out immediately, yeah. except for, like, it's, it's, unless it's really bad. 
Well, yeah, but even like I was surprised the last Miyazaki film, that print was pretty nice and it didn't sell out at all. So right. it's, it's kind of also weird with the whole that that kind of um, doesn't have the buzz that it used to or the. Well, I did want to get that. The, um, when, it, when all the artists people really like only do San Diego exclusive prints, right. you know, that's when it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, I did want to get the Halloween 3 season of The Witch one, though. Like, cause that's, uh, from the same guy that did the Fight Club and the Anomalisa vinyl releases. Yeah. Like, that guy's really creative and interesting. Yeah, well, again, the retro Halloween thing. It looked really, yeah. I, I picked it up, but I also bought the did Halloween. You get the orange one? Yes, I did. Yeah. The Halloween 4 and 5. Now, that's my big thing with vinyls. I don't buy anymore because, uh, I don't get to enjoy my vinyl as much as I used to. Right. And so I don't buy variants really anymore. It's, it, it would have to be like one of my favorite releases to get. Um, like me to buy numerous copies, so I wasn't gonna drop a hundred bucks when I could drop thirty. Oh yeah, no, I, I mean, I just like, I just, I had to wait till I got paid, and then the orange one sold out. And yeah, like, I, well, I really thought because the Halloween four and five with the slipcase, I thought it was gonna sell out immediately. Right, and it was up. It wasn't an open order; just it was there forever. And I don't know if it was because of the Hellraiser set that they like, because that's the thing: the Hellraiser set sold really fast. But then that Nightmare on Elmstrom, I'm pretty sure you can still buy. Oh, it was so, so overpriced. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's you know it's it's whatever. Um, but yeah, Mondo. I look back at my history for buying. It's crazy to look like way back right, and see right. how much stuff I bought. And then in <clears throat> twenty you know seventeen twenty eighteen, I bought like four things, most yep. of them vinyl. Um, and then the last one I just wanted to quick mention because uh, again, huge A twenty four fan. So I really try to check out all their material when I can or all their releases. I've, I'd heard a lot of good things about First Reformed. Oh, God, so, I really want to see that. So it's out I now, did. right? Yeah, so it's Paul Schrader's new movie, yeah. who I'm a big fan of as well. Um, in terms of the movie itself, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, it is, it's what you kind of expect, the very uh, um, morose kind of introspective, um, self-destructive kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I like, I, I have no other way really to say it. The political side of it is so atrociously bad that, like, it literally ruined the entire movie mm-hmm. for me. Because it's an interesting thing. Um, it's like, I kind of want to say it, but then I don't want to say it. But I'll just say it has a heavy, um, uh, heavy it's theme throughout the movie is environmentalism. Yeah. And it's very, very short sighted in the way that they discuss it. And it's not because of, because I'm actually a very pro-environmental person, but I feel like the way they present this movie is very, very short-sighted, the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of laugh because of the whole um, situation right now. It's very timely. was the whole thing that broke with Pope Francis. And I... uh, Sorry. So there's a huge... Another huge uh, sex abuse scandal. And there's a lot of people in the media who are defending Pope Francis because... For some reason, and the only reason I can figure out is because he's a very pro-environmental, pro, mm-hmm. very much more of a liberal pope is the best way I can describe it. But a huge, a big thing that one of his first things in his papacy was his um, like stewardship of the earth, which sounds great in theory, but um, he is like people have not been going after the church uh, the way maybe like if you, especially if you saw Spotlight or something and got to see all oh, the Boston right. investigation close. This one, this is in Pennsylvania. Um, it's, I guess, like I said, it just was a little too timely for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, wow, this is like, 
<laughs> this might be prophetic, this movie, and like the way it goes. But Ethan Hawke is a great performance. Uh, wait, we finally got Amanda... Seyfried. 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 is... Oh, speaking of that, did you guys see uh, right after our episode, Jennifer's Body's playing at the Alamo? Is it? Yeah. Is it? I oh, I that. thought it wasn't. It is next month. Yeah, or this month, I guess. Oh. It's cause, cause yeah, when I went to go see, well, the movie I'll, I'll be talking about next. Um, but, uh, they showed a preview and it was like literally the day after we recorded. And I was oh. like, that is so funny. Oh, that's weird. Sometimes they don't show every movie in those, but that's cool if they actually do show it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it said it was, it had a date. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just actually, um, for those who are interested too, or love Jennifer's body as much as we, me and Victor do. They, uh, Zavi actually has a steel book for like eight bucks right now. Really? It's pretty sweet. Yeah, they cool. have a couple other guns. I was and gonna it's, send And you it's one. all region? Um, I don't remember if they're all region because the, the thing with Zavi is they're kind of trying to do the arrow thing now. Yeah. Where they're, they have a U.S. site as yeah. well, but then they'll tell you. I know you the Blade that, Runner I got from yeah, them was all regions. They're, so. they're, then, then they'll say like it comes from the U.K., mm-hmm. so it might be region lock. It might be all region. You don't really, they don't, it's not descriptive the way like Arrow is or some of the other sites, like a Diabolic DVD or something, so it's it's kind of hard to tell. Right. But, I mean, you know, like for eight blocks, I mean, I'm pretty much buying it for decorative art. Yeah, well, and you can just swap out and put the regular. Yeah, exactly. Um, And just because there's such, it's one of those movies where there's such limited, um, you know, paraphernalia or merchandise. Totally. You know, like I said. Have that to do funny, my, um, my custom was, Jonah Hex figure that I have to use because there's it, nothing it's, else. It's like I think the universe has been listening to our podcast because so that happened because they were playing at Alamo and then last night I was um, just flipping through uh, cable channels as I was putting together IKEA furniture and what to just start but Jennifer's body. So like I watched oh, the entire funny. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So well, sorry for the long wing catch up and stuff. I just I'm like I've actually oh. The last one I did want to say is, of course, rest in piss movie pass. Right. Long live AMC A list. Yeah, that is killing it. Did you hear there's another one too? Did you hear yeah. about that other one? Well, I know uh, there's I remember what it's Cinem- called. Cinem- yeah. Yeah. Cinema or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Sounds like a porno movie theater. <laughs> it, they're all going to do it. I went to Studio Movie Grill yesterday mm-hmm. and they have their own version coming up where they reward you with food. Yeah. The worst one yeah. I've seen yet is Cinemarks is really bad. Yeah. It has like no real discount or incentive. I'm like, man, you guys <laughs> don't even have many theaters here anymore. So I don't even know why, at I, least in this area. Yeah, I know Harkins is trying to get people to sign up for theirs because they're like, you get $5 movies or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, well, it's like for a limited time. Yeah. yeah like, but, um, I went to the nun last night. I didn't even know they put a bar in marketplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Like, well, yeah. And then like, uh, the Cine Capri, I think is reserved seating. Now. Mm-hmm, it is. And it's, um, it's also like the recliners too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they um, finally came cool. around. So, they finally start fact, listening to our podcast. Wonder, no, it's probably not where <laughs> White Boy Rick will will be. I was going to say, oh, maybe that'll be in oh, Capri at 101. But prob- maybe that's where it. I, when I went to see Crazy Rich Asians. That's really? Where yeah, that's where uh, yeah. Mission Impossible played. So. Yeah, that cool. tends to be the one they do with them. In. Yeah. yeah. No, yesterday, like, I'll, I'll just jump in because I don't have that many. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yesterday uh, I went through a press screening for uh, Peppermint. The new Jennifer Garner movie, um, um, The Revenge. So I don't know anything about this movie. Okay, so basically, uh, if you've seen uh, The Punisher, Batman, 
The Crow or John Wick, you've already seen this movie. Interesting. But yeah. with a girl. Uh, essentially, yeah. I, I basically like the gist of it. I, I'm really not spoiling this movie. If you've seen The Crow, this is literally almost beat for beat. Like, Wait, does she come back from the dead? No, like she almost dies, but okay. her family is killed. Got it. So she comes back on the anniversary of their murder. But here's the twist. Like, you know, she was like total like school marm. Like thirteen going on thirty, like Felicity mm-hmm. <laughs> version of Jennifer Garner, and after her her family's gunned down, she like snaps. So she worked for a bank. So she robs the bank and uses the money to travel the world to learn like Batman. Oh, so I was gonna say that sounds like Batman. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. she comes back <laughs> and she lives in a van that's all like weaponed out and everything. Wow. So she comes, she does the Batman origin, comes back as the Punisher, but then all the fight scenes and shit are straight out of john wick headshot 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 right but like and then she uses the hatari hanzo sword and we're all good (laughs) well no then it has all the beats of like the crow where she starts seeing like you know like 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 the image of her daughter you know guiding her along folks i'm not spoiling this movie like literally what you think this movie is is literally what it is i don't know why you're talking about these other movies dude the trailer alone i was like i already saw it yeah but i here's what i will say about this when they do movies like this, they are so easy to fuck up. So when you do like a like doing a competent B movie is much harder than people realize, and this won't work. It's like the the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, right? It's like that's not a terrible movie. People not write it off. It's no. a lot like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. There's a cop <clears> that's <throat> totally the Lewis Gossett to her Dolph Lundgren Punisher. <laughs> you know, instead of the Yakuza, there's like. The full-on narcos Santa Muerte worshiping like Mexican villains, right? And as as and here's my only thing about that. Like, I think that's cool. I like that imagery. If you don't think about it too much, it's cool. On the other level, it's it's a straight up exploitation movie where like the Mexican people are totally inhuman, and it's like you don't care. They they're all gangsters and shit, right? You know. And so on that level, I like I don't like the white savior thing. And there's some dots they could have connected here because they really use that Santa Muerte imagery really heavy here. And they could have very much like flipped that and made her like, oh no, she's the real Santa Muerte thing. Does and she the wear the makeup? Are, no. Oh, okay. But there's I a scene see. where like the, like, I made this joke to Ruby, like, you know, they go, she lives in Skid Row and then like one of the kids points out to the cops, oh, there's no crime here now because she protect, and there's like a mural of her with wings and guns pointing out of them. And I, like, I joked to Ruby, like, oh, clearly that was made by the only two Mexicans in L.A. she didn't kill. I can say that, folks, I'm Mexican. Exactly. Well, no, no, no. But, well, like, you don't have to. But, like, literally, the it's, truth, though, but, about, yeah, like, it's like, I remember when I was watching, um, you know, uh, Electric Boogaloo, The Rise and Fall of Canon Films, and Alex Winters talking about how, like, by Death Wish for the crackdown, it's just like, it's just Chuck Norris and white people mowing down minorities. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like almost the vibe. Like, uh, well, glowing and it glowing. bothers me a little bit, but on the same level, it's like the same thing John Wick does to Russian people. So, yeah, well, Glow and Globus were also horribly like anti Arab, too. I mean, yeah. like, there's without a doubt, like, yeah, I mean, you can't deny these things. Yeah, oh, yeah, lot. there's that hijacking movie. They yeah, did. well, they were just, I mean, you know, they were very anti Arab. There's nothing else really to say about it. I mean, they, you know, and it, I mean, in that, and during that era when it was very, um, the in vogue, of yeah. Tebe 17 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it yeah. Is. 
It is what it is, but yeah. But yeah, I, like what I'll say, folks, it's like, you know what? It's not the worst movie. It's like, you know, like, you got, which one of you guys liked Hardcore Henry? I like Hardcore Henry. I did. Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's not a ter- it's not a great movie, but it's also not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Hardcore Her- uh, Henry is like, it's almost like, uh, it's like a Disneyland ride. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't even view it as like a film yeah. as much as an experience. Yeah. Well, I but, like I like the revenge thing. I'm yeah. just a I've been a big fan it's since nice I was a to, kid. It's also so. nice to see like a revenge movie that doesn't really have rape or sexualization. Hey, that's good. But I will uh, the the one failing I'll say about it is like they really try hard to wedge in this social media thing. Like, oh my god, people! Like it, it comes into play in the. Uh, finale of the movie and i think that's oh stupid that kind of did you ever did you see the death wish remake no that then it, it i guarantee it's the same thing though like the social media thing is huge in that movie like that you know people, people are filming it and yeah, tweeting it yeah. yeah that i knew where that was going yeah, but yeah. yeah so i thought that was like oh let's make it timely but it just comes across as like really dorky yeah. yeah i saw that and the only thing i want to say that i liked about that movie because i generally didn't enjoy it but the one thing i loved about that movie was Finally, someone is is honest about what it would be like. Like he fucks up everything. Like his first couple nights out in the town, yeah. Like he gets his ass kicked, like Batman. Shoots, yeah, he shoots the gun all wrong, fucks everything up, gets <clears throat> hit by a car. You know, he's like a total idiot. Like this is what would happen in real life. Yeah, people would fuck you up. Like, yeah, this is well, he needed on. to get himself a freaking bat costume. Yeah. Well, that's, that's his. This mistake. movie is like full on Batman shit. Like she gets shot and it's like no big deal. Like right. she like pours a bourbon on it and takes a swig. Like Punisher bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine, folks. I, I like I said, it's like you're into it. It's paced well. I, I do think it has literally the worst soundtrack fucking ever. It's like this, like horrible metal that sounds like, oh, this you this probably really had like Metallica in it. Then they couldn't get the rights, so they just got some like. Generic so it's metal. like temp score that they didn't end up replacing. It, it sounds like <laughs> like just generic metal like you can't play sorry and it's like very it's like 90s. public domain metal it's like <laughs> it's like girl rock metal and it just like sounds right. terrible that's for the girl empowerment on the big red radio yeah i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll go through a couple of other things i saw really quickly while they're on my brain um amazon prime has this uh, movie called zoe uh, that has a Ewan McGregor and Leah Seydoux in it, and mm-hmm. Theo James. Well, I love Leah Seydoux. Uh, so basically, the gist of the movie is uh, uh, Ewan McGregor is like this genius who works for like this company called Relationist that it's in the future clearly, and uh, you know he's like relationship technology, like drugs that give you the feeling of being in love, and they're also build like synthetic, like you know replicants. Um, so, like, and Leah Seydoux's character falls in love with Ewan McGregor, and he's trying to, like, avoid her, and she's like, why won't you go out? So then he tells her, like, well, the reason is because you're actually the prototype for our next model of synthetic human. Oh, wow. And the whole thing is her trying to come to grips with not being a human being and being in love with him, and then they try to do relationship, and then what happens because of that? Ridley Scott is one of the producers. Okay. So it's actually pretty interesting. Hmm. Like, it's on Amazon Prime if you have it. It's free to watch. Um, it's directed well. <clears throat> it's awesome. by the same guy who directed that movie, Equals. I'm not it familiar with that. It was an A24 movie with Kristen Stewart and um, uh, Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
The other thing I saw on Netflix was uh, The Devil and Father Amarth. Is that how you say that, Kirby? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Amarth, um, mm-hmm. So this is like a William Friedkin movie. It's like a documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the exorcism one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched that a while back. Yeah, I... Here's what I can say about it. This feels like it should have been an extra on, like, an Exorcist, like, Blu-ray for the next anniversary. It, like, like, I, I mean, William, William Friedkin's a good director, but really, the way it's directed, it almost comes across as a mockumentary at the beginning. Huh. It's just, like, you know, there's shots of him directing himself walking downstairs. But it's really about the one of the guys that inspired, like, uh, Father uh, Marin. Marin, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, this, like, 90 something year old priest and he seems like a good guy but like you know it's to me it's pretty obvious the girl he's doing like the exorcisms on is just mentally ill and i mean it's just like i don't know it kind of made me more uncomfortable than anything right i mean i don't know what did you think about it yeah it's i mean in terms of like uh like the documentary itself like i'm i I would have liked it to be more about the history of the guy versus this Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Freakin's horribly self-indulgent. Yeah. So it, it is, well, you know, I guess my, I agree with you. I think it's more, it feels just like kind of like an extra that they tacked on. Like, yeah. oh, we're re-releasing The Exorcist again. We better throw something on. Um, but I, I mean, I guess my whole thing with exorcism and whatnot is, is that, well, let me start quick. It just feels like fast. a freak show yeah. to me. Yeah. Kind of like that. Well, there's also, it's just, the whole thing with documentaries and stuff is, is that a documentary can be good based on that if it to me if it, it discusses important matters um even if it's not particularly like well um edited or, or, or uh filmed or whatever if it's important that's great like this kind of stuff feels like um you know it's like on a and e it's like very it's like yeah it is exploitative too but it's also one of those things where i mean i mean if you study exorcism or the history of it, I mean, most of the things in life that we knew were mental illness, you know, they weren't actually, there wasn't any kind of thing. And it's like, you could still have faith and reconcile with science and stuff with those kinds of things. I think that people, you know, are just always going to have that feeling. And this one, yeah, it would have been much more of an interesting life story, but yeah, like, I feel that. like most of it is him like, yeah, he was a really good guy, but then it doesn't really tell you that much about him leading up to yeah, and that's, I mean, like, it's weird because it has some, like, stock footage of William Peter Blatty, and I'm, like, thinking, like, oh, too bad William Peter Bat- Blatty's dead. He probably yeah. would have given us some background. Well, yeah, well, yeah. William Peter Blatty based it on, you know, a story right when he was at Georgetown and in the newspaper. I mean, it's based on a real case, and it's just one of those ones in um, that, you know, yeah, it just, it, it's just, it, William Freakin, too, is just one of those people if you've watched a lot of his special features, not just on The Exodus, but on a lot of his films, because he's yeah. he is a great filmmaker, but he's also one of those dudes. It's to me, it's always been interesting how fast William Friedkin like fell off the cinematic yeah. charts, like real quick. I mean, I I think The Guardian was probably the last movie I remember being big advertised that was William Friedkin yeah. when I was a kid, and then the last movie I ever saw, I think theatrically, was Rules of Engagement. <laughs> so it's. Been I was a thinking long- a lot about that movie recently because I was listening to some coverage of Yemen and the, the horrible things happening there right now that no yeah. one's talking about, and it was like rules of engagement. Yeah, well, Yemen. Like the, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, I remember, I remember Bug, but I like its theatrical right. run was like nil. So oh right, yeah, well, that was marketed. As Didn't something he do so- Jade? 
Yeah, he did do Jade. Jade, yeah, yeah that's the mid nineties. I mean, that was yeah, Caruso that was be- era, like before trying- uh, Rules of Engagement. Yeah, yeah. Linda Fiorentino. That was trying to like piggyback off of Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah, and like Sliver, movie. that whole yeah. kind of like nineties like sex thriller kind of thing. That was a genre that died quick. And fast. Color of Night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was also like NYPD Blue and some of those shows. Right. And you talk about now, I'm like, it's what happened before yeah. Law and Order. Like, you know, it's like try to explain to people, like, oh, yeah, there was, you know, ER was before Grey's Anatomy or something, right. you know, yeah. it's that kind of There's thing. There's always something before something. Um, Just a couple more things. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I saw the season premiere of Mayans. Um, it is not good. I mean, when, especially when I thought, like, the first episode of Sons of Anarchy is so iconic and, like, really sets the tone for the show. And this just comes across as, like, oh, I saw Narcos on Netflix. I'm totally going to ride the wave of that shit. Like, and then, like, there's so much fan service in that episode. Like, it already had, like, a, a Gemma cameo. It already has, like, Robert Patrick playing his character from Sons of Anarchy. It's like, if you have to keep doing that fan service to pad out a uh, series premiere you know i'm like uh like i'll probably watch a few more episodes but i'm not invested in that shit at all um that's unfortunate i'm 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 bummed to hear that because i really it could it could have been really interesting but it's really like it it feels like a a, like a filler episode of sons of anarchy yeah sons of anarchy is the only show i've ever binged the entire like season like at once like it's the only show it's that invested in yeah I remember I watched the, the, the first episode of Sons of Anarchy like over and over. I'm like, man, the soundtrack is so good. Like, dude, even the, the theme song for Mayans is like by the same guy who did the oh, Sons of Anarchy yeah. theme. I'm like, oh god, this is not good. Um, not surprising though. Yeah. Well, the bastard execution was garbage too, his last show. Kurt Sutter. I'm like, I don't know. I think he's kind of lost it. Um, what was the, it's kind of like, what was their name? Like AMC, like when they did Into the Badlands and all yeah. these shows they were trying to like Walking Dead and stuff. I, I just always find all those shows interesting well, when they what try. I, what I think is stupid is like the way they got Gem on there, they did like this flashback scene where the main character we find out was in prison at the same time the sons were in prison in like season four or whatever. So basically it's setting it up so you can have more cameos. So I'm like, oh God. I don't, I'm not a fan of that shit. I'm not. Um, I mean, I know some people are like super cool about Better Call Saul. That show stands on its own. This show, I don't really feel like it has like any footing so far. And they had a pretty long premiere, you know? Versus the new Purge show, which, like, right from the get-go, like, I feel like I'm watching another Purge movie. You know? They did a good job. I like the flashback structure. Like, we're get, it's like you're getting five Purge movies at the same time. And it's like, it's like, it's just counting down, like how the episode ends with the purge starting, you know? Yeah. It's the same, you know, eh, you know, the same countdown and everything. So I'm invested in that show. It was done well. Like the episodes are written by James DeMonico. So it actually is basically another purge movie. Now, how far is that into now? It's just the first episode. Oh, okay. Just curious. Yeah. Cause I don't keep up until it usually comes out later. I mean, I don't have cable. I don't have. It's a ten episode limited series, so I'm just like treating it as a really long purge movie. Sure, I do need to remember to set my DVR for that. Yeah, especially it's only one episode in. Yeah, Um, yeah. Other than that, oh, um, so me and Ruby like binge watched The Good Place, like the first two seasons of that show. 
or it's on Netflix. Um, I had no intention of ever watching the show. It has a really good twist in the first season, and I like how the premise flips in the second season. I hate Kristen Bell, but she's really good in this. So I'm like, if you if you like like comedic kind of shows, and it's like a it has a supernatural element that's funny. I recommend hmm. watching it. Other than that, not much else. That's all. Well, here's what I'll say because I. <laughs> sorry. Hey, don't Kirby this or anything, man. Twenty two, you. It's all good. I don't We're good. Feel like I've been talking. We have watched literally well, you, all media. We have watched fuckers all look at media. me every time. Like God, not another one. And I'm like, Jesus, man, I got a backlog. <laughs> no, like ja- that's a Jasper about, and Adam like, Lane. Totally. Try, all right. But one thing. Um. So sometimes we have friends who see things and. This is not a review that any of us did, um, and it's not from a regular contributor, but they did a test screening of the girl in the spider's web yesterday oh, okay. here at Tempe Marketplace. Now, this is based on the girl with the dragon tattoo stuff, yeah, is that it's correct? Yeah, it's the latest book. It wasn't written by the author. It was written by an author chosen by the estate. Okay. But it's a reboot sequel to the David Fincher one. So um, interesting. So it skipped the, the last two books okay. to this one and recast um, Rooney Mara yeah. with uh, Claire Foy from Unseen. And sure. Um, from what the two people I saw told me, it's very faithful to the book, but if you're expecting the movie the trailer is selling you, you will be disappointed. Okay. Um, that being said, Lakeith Stansfield is in it. Oh, that's and awesome. And it's not being advertised. He's kind of the main protagonist. Hmm, hmm. So, you know, other than that, the 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 word I got is it's very much um, Mission Impossible Fallout like like right. It's like hmm. oh, I already saw this movie. It was called Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> really? So that's surprising, actually. Yeah, so. that's next on my catch up list. So that comes out in December. Like, yeah, and basically they were the, the word. I two people who I trust saw it. And they both. Eh. Right. So, well, the remake was. Eh. I enjoyed the remake, but basically, I, I'm disappointed because, uh, you know, the person I saw it is one of the people I saw is very film literate. It was dir- directed by Fede Alvarez. Did don't don't breathe an evil dead. Yeah. Oh well, that I mean, yeah, that's that perked my ears up right there. Yeah, and then basically, it's just like he's saying you don't see him in this movie. Really, that's a bummer. Yeah, because yeah, I, I always hate it when that happens. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, between that Evil Dead remake and, and Don't Breathe, I mean, I feel he was on a very good trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, some people just, they, um, it translates better for them. They, they're able to, you know, like James Wan or something, it, doing like a Fast you, and yeah, Furious. It's like, know. for some reason, it just worked easier for him. Yeah, and it's, James Wan is good at jumping genres. He clearly, is very good. But some people, like, you know, especially when you're in the machine, it's what the studio wants, and, you know? Right. Well, it's always telling that if somebody, if that's their summation, like their, you know, synopsis is like, eh, it's not the trailer, then you already know you're probably in a, like, it could go both ways. I was really in, invested in that trailer. I thought it looked awesome. That's what I'm saying. But and, if it isn't, then and, that's what I'm saying. But it's like, don't, if you're, you're thinking that's the movie you're getting, it's not. And I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, it looked good. The trailer looked good. I also have an affinity for some reason of 
because I hate the snow. I hate cold weather. Yeah. So I was like, man, that looks beautiful. Like, because it's that, like, achingly beautiful, like, serenity. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the snowman, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst <laughs> fucking movie well, I've ever and seen. Also, like, so I, now I'm like, yeah, maybe well, I'll Well, I asked there. about the soundtrack, too, but apparently it was temp-tracked, so, and they were just using the score from The Dark Knight, which is a bummer, because I just assumed they would kind of try to go for something like the uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross soundtrack. Yeah. So I don't even know what, what we're going to get there, and that's kind of a bummer for me, too. Right. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So, mm. anyway. Hopefully some... Would you know when that when's that supposed to come that out? That comes out, like, Christmas. Cool. So, but they were saying, like, most... It seems finished, but a few of the uh, edit sequences are, uh, like, very choppily edited, so they're working on something still. Right. Yeah. Maybe female front and metalcore, you know? Just, yeah, yeah, just throwing it out there. See, you know, it might work out. Yeah. Or it might become World War Z, where you find... You saw eight different movies at once. <laughs> oh, World War Z is such a bummer. You guys, I, mean, I like I, that movie. I, I know I've talked about it a lot, but like, I just, I, I, I really wish. I just think it's would amazing. Have to see the version yeah. of World War Z. I got to see the right. test screening. Well, I guess I'm glad I didn't though, so yeah. I don't have like this horrible feeling about that movie like you do. Yeah, because like the one I saw, like I enjoy. Yeah, it just me. It's like God. I, I I feel like I saw the real version of this movie and not the compromised second draft. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Big Lebowski. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Um. So yeah, I guess I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, because it just came out on Blu-ray, but Upgrade. Um, you oh know, yeah, we I need Upgrade. To get that on. Yeah, Upgrade and Hereditary are both out now. So yeah, totally. And I know Hereditary was. I don't know. It felt more recent. I don't know why. Like, was there just a really small ramp Dude, on Hereditary? Movies are coming out really, really fast. fast yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. Avengers: really fast. Infinity War was in the theaters two months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, a good I point. Think, I think it's. I mean, they're not quite that Napster kind of era, like <laughs> sure. Soul Seek and all those ones of like file sharing. But I think it's still just very real. Right. So people are like, "Well, we'll just get it out there, and people will want to buy it." And I mean it's great i mean obviously like i said like sometimes it's really weird like deadpool 2 i bought the the deluxe steelbook yeah and it's still seen there mm-hmm. but like hocus pocus is going for like 250 dollars online so right you know what i mean because they only did like two copies of that so sometimes right. w- where i was going with that was like the physical media thing like the way they're trying to entice still towards people like hey we've got a lot of special features we've got this it's going to be worth your 20 or 30 bucks and um, some of them, it's just like, it, they're, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to jump on them, but there's just too many releases still. So, but right. Upgrade and Hereditary are like definitely in my top two. Well, so. and, and I don't know about Hereditary, but Upgrade, um, you know, speaking of physical media, it didn't get a 4K release, which was kind no. of a bummer. Um, but Unsane did, which still kills me. <laughs> Why is that there a movie 4K was on an iPhone, iPhone and it's got a 4K yeah. release? And it got a 4K so release, stupid. but they can't do like brand new movies. Well, and the thing is, but upgrade I think would look really good. It would in look 4K, amazing. but um, you know, but it's also I mean, it was as bare bones as bare bones can be. Zero special features on it. Like, there's not even a trailer. There's that not movie like commentary. Is so fucking un- that's like my most underrated movie. Yeah, oh, without it's, a doubt. And sure. again, like rewatching it because uh, I'd only seen it the one time in the theaters, and so I watched it again on Blu-ray. And I do just want to say that in terms of physical media, um, 
the PQ or uh, print quality of it is tremendous. It's one of the best looking Blu-rays that I own. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, since you, you know, you can't get it in 4K, it's like, it's at least good that it's a really good transfer. Yeah. Um, and it's just absolutely gorgeous looking. And I just love that movie. It, it just, again, watching it again, completely held up. And yeah, just because I know sometimes like those things can kind of go under the radar, especially that movie, which I think was only in theaters oh, for like a few dude, weeks. I had to tell my boss at the Alamo to watch it before I left the mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I got the weekend off and you see something like watch watch upgrade right don't let that shit slip dude exactly and like everybody i've talked to like never heard of it so you know it's definitely one of those movies that i just wanted to give a little bit more exposure to because um it is out now you can see it um the nice thing is the blu-ray does actually come with a digital copy too which is good um they don't always especially if they're smaller releases like that so it's nice that this one definitely did um yeah, so i think that that's cool. gonna be the like one of the definite future cult classics Oh like, yeah, uh, the, yeah. The appreciation of that in ten years is for sure heavy, heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and it's just like even like the the beginning. It's like it's got that computer voice, you know, saying like uh, presents upgrade, and it's like yeah. t- literally telling you like the production company and everything like in a computer voice. Um, so yeah, I really, really love that. Um, another thing that I saw is something that I believe you saw, and I don't know if you did, but Summer of '84. Oh, oh yeah. How did, I, yeah. How did I fucking not talk about Well, we, that? we saw it like literally right after we recorded last time. Yeah. Um, so that's where I saw the Jennifer's Body trailer, by the yeah. way. But, um, but yeah, so Summer of 84. Yeah, I haven't I, seen I just, it yet. So I'm okay. really, I'm really uh, excited about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I know like the, the, the Stranger Things meets Rear Window kind of premise and sure. the, the thing. So yeah. I mean, like, I understand the basic idea. Oh, yeah. Honestly, more Disturbia. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, know, obviously is, Disturbia no, is Rear Window, but yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, everything I is, mean, every, of course. Every, yeah, Disturbia is very clearly, but it is way more Disturbia. Right. Oh, like, sure, sure. But, um, um, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, no, no. It, I, yeah, go what on. I'll say is, like, I really like this movie, and then the ending killed it for me. See, that's interesting. I really liked the ending. Um, I loved the ending, actually. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite parts about it. Um, but I, so I guess I'll say this. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I feel it was flawed. Uh, it, I don't think that it was on the level of something like a Turbo Kid. No, it's not. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it was very good. What I did really like about it is that it had that look downright. That's one thing oh, that yeah. I loved about Turbo Kid is especially around the time when Turbo Kid came out, there were all these things. There was like Kung Fury and you know, you've heard me, you know, rant on how much I don't like Kung Fury before and how it's like I just feel that it co ops like eighties and doesn't actually yeah. understand the eighties. And whereas Turbo Kid I felt like actually got the eighties in this way that a lot of those other type of things no, don't. No, it totally did, like to the point where like you're watching and you're not noticing the eighties affectation anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, but like yeah, like what I'll say literally like if this movie had ended ten minutes earlier, mm-hmm. it would have been one of those movies you watch over and over and over again. Right. And to me I'm like yeah, I don't think I ever need to watch this movie again. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I guess what I it, it, what I liked about it is that, but that's probably 
like an artistic choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just the way that it ended is so unlike other things. You know, they don't usually end that way. And that's one thing I felt was really kind of impressive about it is the way that in some ways it defied expectations. And in some ways it's like certain things that you think are like, oh, this is the obvious thing, but they're not going to do it because it's too obvious. They actually do it. And and I think that's actually kind of a cool choice is to not go for like the twist in some way or another, right? Well, yeah, it's like it's the no country for old men thing. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I, I, you know, I did have definitely some complaints about it, like in terms of, I felt that the references were a bit much. Um, you know, they were in this way that I don't, and again, I was a child of the 80s, like I was a little younger than those kids were, but I don't really, you know, we didn't really just go around and drop references to gremlins all the time and stuff uh, like that. I guess I didn't really notice that, but like I remember owning those G.I. Joe walkie talkies. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Those, so. like I said, those, the 80s details was fine. It's the, it's them talking about like quoting movies and, and referencing movies. There was a ton of references in it. Oh, that's that well, just that, oh, really. No, no, I know what you're talking about. You well, know, that was my, yeah. my, I think I talked mm-hmm. about, but that was one of my big issues with it. I was like, yeah. kids would never have talked like this in right. 1989. I mean, it's just, th- like, some of the conversations, 100%, mm-hmm. sure. like, especially the very, simply put, like, childishness, the right. very, like, natural, but a couple of the ones I'm like, there is no way. Like, kids today, I mean, that's one thing I will say, are incredibly, like, um, you know, because of the way they're raised, it's just so, yeah. like, like, they're born to entertain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's now they're just so, well, um, I don't mean, know how to put it. And that's the thing. Like, when you watch 80s movies, the kids in 80s movies reference comic books all the time because it's written by people, or written directly by people who grew up watching comic, you know. Right. Comic books are, like, their thing. So, like, you know, like, Goonies and, like, fucking Lost Boys, all that sure. stuff. Sure. Like, oh, this is our guide to whatever, you know. And mm-hmm. well, even that's things- the thing about, like, it and like this movie where it's like oh they're referencing things the way like somebody lived right i mean in in the lost boys like they weren't talking about like you know what the thing right like they weren't talking about other 80s movies like they were sure they were talking about some comic book stuff but even then like they weren't like talking about spider-man and stuff like that they like made up their own comic for the movie right and i just i think that there are certain ways that they do that kind of stuff and a lot of these that it's like they're playing to the audience. Like, they're playing to the yeah. audience. It's in this Ready Player well, One now, kind of now way. Now it would be like, you know? well, I mean, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, I just gotta say, it's funny with, like, Lost Boys. It would be like, them trying to do the the Frog Brothers comic shop, they tried to redo that, it'd be like, it'd be all bagged and boarded comics or something. <laughs> yeah, you guys right. fucked it up. Like, yeah. to me, it's like those kind of things. It's I, I get, I 100% agree with, like, they wouldn't reference stuff. It's just funny to me, like, little things always blow me away, like, not even the just the 80s, but a lot of their generations. Like, one thing I always remember when I was a kid was watching Stand By Me. Right. I didn't grow up in the 50s. My father did, though. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you're like, one of the things in the treehouse is they're reading true crime magazines. Yeah, right. And you got to think, there was such a limited amount of lurid material out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're singing Rock and Robin, but they're reading true crime yeah. magazines. Because that's that was, like, the enticing Yeah. Well, thing, I mean, you and know. then you think about the Lost Boys, there is that scene where it's like Corey Haim in the comic book shop where it's like literally like, oh, 
you know, oh, you can't put the Superman 100s with the, because Lori Lamar right. sat. True, Black Kryptonite hasn't even been introduced yet. Yeah, that's like, true. They did talk about that. Because yeah. I remember when I was a kid then, I was like, who the hell is Lori Lamar? Right. I read fucking Superman. I don't know who the but fuck that's, that is. I, I, we were talking about the, um, God, I can't remember. See, now it's just blank in my head, but there was the trading, there was a trading card series from Marvel back in like 89 or 90. And I learned like half of, before oh, there yeah. was a Marvel like guidebooks. Yeah, the Marvel, Marvel Universe. I used to, well, I used the Marvel. Yeah, no, it wasn't Marvel, just, Marvel Masterpieces. The Juice Guard was the best. They were just called the Marvel Universe. But yeah, it was a Marvel Universe, yeah, and they had bios on the back, yes. and that's where I learned so many was, things. I, I spent so much yeah, money, so yeah. all of but my lunch what, money, all of my allowance yeah. on those freaking card packs of cards because they were it was the beautiful. holograms. Yep, exactly. So I mean, I love that kind of stuff. But that's I mean, when you talk about that's real, like people did not have there's no fucking internet there's no way right and no no kid could afford that many comic books like yeah. to know if you were already up to two or three hundred issues even at what a quarter a piece mm-hmm. and how are you gonna get issue one right even yeah. in the 70s and 80s uh what detective comics uh 40 batman's first yeah. appearance sure. oh, detective sure. comics it, 27 yeah. 27 yeah i'm sorry i'm thinking cool. here i get but you know what I mean? It becomes yeah. like, you know, that was already like $100,000. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I, the references thing is one thing, but what, what, what I love is that, like, the fashion, like, you know, one thing that drives me crazy is, like, when just because it's in the 80s, like, everyone's wearing leg warmers and, like, neon colors when that's, like, really a late 80s thing and not yeah. an early 80s, mid 80s thing. So it's like they definitely got the fashions right. They got the look right just in the, the way it was shot. Um, I did feel that the acting from the kids was pretty stilted in a lot of cases. Yeah. I didn't like how, like, like the one female character was just a one dimensional like cardboard stand up yeah. like really had zero purpose but other than to just be a fantasy for the boys um and uh and you know but i i would say this you know i said this after watching is like it does way more right than it does wrong um and it's definitely a movie that i enjoy it's a movie i could see myself going back and watching like you know in ha- around halloween things like that um <coughs> and uh i will say the lamatos score i think was better than even turbo kid yeah I loved it um yeah so yeah i i just i definitely enjoyed the movie I, I i wish it was a little better than it was yeah um you know but i i still respect what those guys do um and then the uh the one other thing um that i will talk about is uh letter kenny are you guys familiar with letter kenny at all i have no idea mm, yeah so um i would say get on this um it's a comedy show uh it's uh like 22 minute episodes it's a Canadian comedy show um, that is on Hulu. Oh, and okay. um, I had actually heard of this originally because I guess they had showed the first few episodes all together at Fantastic Fest last year. And I ended up missing it, um, which I'm so upset because that would have been so cool to see with an audience. But um, it's, you know, as comedy goes, it is uh, subjective, right? So you might find it funny. You might not find it funny. I find it um, one of the most quotable and freaking hilarious shows I've watched in a very long time. Um, I would say that this is for fans of like Chris Lilly's work. Um, so, you know, if you like things like Summer Heights High and, um, and Angry Boys, 
Um, so if you're a fan of Chris Lilly's work, I would say if you're a fan of, even though it's not a mockumentary, um, it does have similar comedy, uh, kind of, uh, DNA as that, um, as, uh, what we do in the shadows. Um, you know, just very kind of clever, quick, witty comedy. And, uh, it's a Canadian show. It's basically, it's about, um, these, it's essentially this little town called Letterkenny. That's the name of the town in Canada. And it's basically, there's these different groups. So you've got like the, the Hicks, you've got the hockey players, um, you've got the, what they call the skids, which are, it's okay. Th- that is like amazing because they're these guys. It's like, I've never really known what to call these people, but like, these are like the dudes that like always used to hang out at the grid and probably still do. And like, um, I don't know, like they're, they wear like, you know, like, like kind of gas masks and have like colored hair and are wearing like death metal shirts. And like, they're like dance to like, you know, like hard techno music and like, get really into like video games and it's like there's just like when you see these guys like oh shit i know those guys i know exactly who those guys are um and uh i will just say this like it is so quick-witted and funny like all you have to do is turn on letter kenny and watch like the first five minutes and you'll get it either you'll get it and be like holy shit this is the funniest shit i've ever seen or it's just not going to be for you um i will say that the third episode and i will warn people about this um is uh, for some reason it's just kind of like a weak point it's like basically a long fart joke and depending on your uh, whether you find farts funny or not um it could definitely rub you the wrong way um but i will say that it does go back to its glory like episode one and two after that so just uh you know power through that one if for some reason you find it suddenly devolving into just fart jokes and you wonder why this show is, is suddenly weird like this but um but yeah, uh, I think Letterkenny's amazing. It's like one of those things that just been quoting constantly. It's very lewd. Uh, it's very R-rated. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, but uh, but yeah, some very, very, very funny lines and a lot of good insults. You know, like, uh, you know, <laughs> holy shit, Lemony Snicket, what a series of unfortunate events you are. You know, huh. stuff like that. So, uh, hmm. uh, so we just kind of name, uh, damn girl, you shit with that ass. You know, things like that. Just very, uh, very quotable, very dirty things. Um, and, uh, yeah, Letter Kenny. It's incredible. Watch it. That's me. Mm-hmm. You said that was Hulu, right? Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah, Letter Kenny. All one word. Letter Kenny. Yeah. Well, there we very go. Cool. All right. There we Sweet. go. All right. So I guess we can just kind of jump in to our meat of the episode. And, you know, as, as we're talking about movies like, uh, you know, uh, The Nun and Peppermint, you know, we're starting to get into the fall season. Summer's, the summer movie season, I think we can say, is officially over. And, uh, we're starting to get into, like, you know, oh, the September used to be like a dump month back when we used to do the dump month podcast. Now it's like, oh, let's get a few prestige movies in. They'll always be January. And February. So. No, February is almost gone too now. That's, That's when true. like Deadpool comes mm-hmm. out usually. True. Well, yeah, you, you you got some good ones, but January will probably be forever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we're, there's a lot of good stuff coming out in September and October. But October, yeah, we're in the fall season now, and we're starting to get invites to some of the press screenings for movies like 
a star is born and such like that. And these are like stuff that's going to contend for Oscars. So, I mean, there's stuff coming out and, you know, this is like the, the beginning of the prestige movie. And then like the, Oh, almost, but not quite Christmas movies, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Oh, like Christmas movies are stuff that like is full on Oscar bait, but this is like, Oh, well, we're going to get a little early start on that. Or yeah. Yeah, or the... It's you a know. good time. Like, yeah. a, a lot of movies that I really like come out around this, you know, I think about, like, <clears throat> Gravity. Shape of Water came yeah. out around this time. Well, Shape of Water was a Christmas movie. I think. Oh, that's yeah, right, but, it was. But, but, I um, saw it was actually the last movie I yeah, saw. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, I mean, you, you, you know, like, Gravity, uh, Arrival, Blade Runner, you know, these, right. these are all movies that come out around this time of year, so it seems like that's you know yeah it's like it's a really good little niche for i think maybe like high-minded science fiction mm-hmm. is something that's uh, kind of really found a home around this time of year um but yeah definitely a very good time of year for and sure we're finally getting a lot of horror movies around halloween well, of course yeah i also think too with the weather on a lot of places where it's you know people are wanting to do more indoor events so they're willing to pack it a little bit better titles yeah, yeah but it's um yeah, I mean, if it, it, they they say the year this year the box office is doing better, mm-hmm. it's about like one of the stronger years. So I think they're going to try to finish all thanks out. to the Meg. <laughs> I actually was going to say when you're talking about the August had wrapped up or something, I was like, yeah, and the Meg actually ended up being one of the biggest uh, success stories, which is kind of strange. But <laughs> I, you know, we kind of already covered that right. one. But I mean, in terms of looking forward to stuff, I mean. I, I think it's kind of funny, like you were just talking about with the new uh, girl and spiders, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Is that, you know, it's like, I feel like now it's so hard to remember when movies are actually coming out because they change the the release dates and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, I was just thinking, like, you know, we're kind of at the end of the comic book season and I was thinking of Venom. And it's like, Venom, which is that com- coming out soon? Yeah, it yeah. comes out at the beginning of uh, October, October. Oh, October wow. 5th. Yeah. Wow. But well, they're, like, straight up marketing that as a horror movie, mm-hmm. essentially. Like, yeah. a sci-fi yeah. horror movie. Well, no, but I think it originally had, like, a September date. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and then they shifted it again. I think originally they wanted something in late summer. and They then should like, have fall. done it in September, because yeah. that new Spider-Man game's coming out, which everyone's talking yeah, about. Yeah, it comes so. out on Friday. Yeah. Oh, that is tomorrow, sir. I know. I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah. All it about looks it. good. I've seen some play. Uh, like play uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. What do it, you call that? Like not a playthrough, play, a yeah. let's play, yeah, a let's play. Is, yeah, is, yeah. It it looks, it's also just like it basically footage. it looks like uh, Arkham Knight with Spider Man. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard is it like kind of marries Arkham and then like the old like Spider Man Two for like the PlayStation yeah. Two. That's like one of the best Spider. It's the best Spider Man game ever. Um, but yeah, they should have released Venom around that kind of yeah. Take care of that I hype. mean, I I've seen a few trailers for for this thing and I I don't really know how to feel about it. It feels more like that darkness video game than it does like a Venom movie. I agree. And I just think the CGI in Venom looks awful. Yeah. Well, I think they've already done a lot. They, after all the, the backlash, I think they've right. already in the sexual innuendo. They pretty oh, much, yeah. they keep trying to, but I think that's one of the things like everyone, you know, we are 10 years plus since Spider-Man three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously what, like uh, 25 years from maximum carnage and kind of the, the heyday of Venom Lethal Protector and some of the other stuff. So I think like we're you know people are always going to be hopeful for that Venom like yeah. perfect Venom movie and I don't know if it's ever going to happen because I, I don't know if it can. Well, and this is the first entry in Sony 
oh my god, it has such a stupid title. The Sony Universe of Marvel Characters. Are you serious? Yeah. That is the worst name it's, I've ever heard in my life. It's so fucking stupid. So no, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm trying to like, sound they, they out should just the call it the Marvel Adjacent Universe. Oh, that's just so yeah. dumb. But, uh, it, it's super dumb. But, uh, which always makes me laugh because I always love the idea of the Universal Dark Universe. Like, <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, that, I like the name of it, like the idea right, of yeah. like rebooting it. And I'm like, God, you fucked it up so bad and you keep trying it's, to make it right. It's gotta be weird because essentially, like, you know, because they share rights with Spider-Man with Marvel, this isn't in the Marvel universe, right? Which is why, like, Venom clearly doesn't have the fucking uh, Spider symbiote thing on him at all, right? So I, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it, but I, I again, I'm saying I, I'm going to be full on here. Tom Hardy needs to stop playing American characters. <laughs> right. Because between this and Warrior and God, I, he's done a few. He cannot do an American accent to save his fucking life. Right. Like, I watched that show. He's like, my name's Like, I can't even do an. It's like. <laughs> yeah, well, he's just. Well, he's one of those guys. He's like, unfortunately, it's like a Johnny Depp where he's like, oh, what new crazy character voice can i do for this role this time and then he just does like the same voice every yeah time. yeah yeah exactly yeah like yeah. every time i watch like mad max he's just he's just doing the bane voice right right yeah exactly so yeah as far as as far as venom goes definitely not 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 too too yeah um you know like really excited about that but um you know it's nice to have uh it's nice to have really low expectations <laughs> right because yeah. like hey maybe it'll end up being good yeah. but yeah do we just want to like maybe we'll just talk about a, a few we'll just hit on a few yeah like we'll just hit on like october i just have uh-huh. to laugh think about that new fantastic beast when you're like johnny yeah. depp accent and i'm like and then he's doing <laughs> right. like sherlock gnomes right we'll just do, like, um and then do we want to talk about um some september releases too, yeah though? we'll just yeah. kind of sure. shotgun through a few yeah. things all right so the big September release, clearly, that's coming up right now is uh, Predator, which we are wa- I'm watching on Monday. Yeah. And you and Kirby are going to cover that, I, right? You know, yeah. I just, like, I, I try not to come into things with preconceptions. I know. But God, like, you know, I, I watch that trailer and some people are like, that looks awesome. And I watch it, I'm like. That looks so fucking stupid. I think a movie looks like it could be a disaster. And unfortunately, um, Shane Black has, like, delivered disasters before. You know, like, I I know the type of disaster that he's capable of. And it looks like it might be that. Like, where it's not, like, a terrible movie, but just, like, really um, tonally uneven. um, You know, like, trying to be funny. Yeah, like, you know, there's the humans who hunt predators. And then there's, like, these... Like steroid predators, right. other predators. Right. And, like, I just, I just remember the first trailer was like the kid controlling the ship, and I'm just going, "Oh, all God, right, you already yeah. fucked it up." Like, I, I it's don't done. even, I don't even really want to think too hard about it. <laughs> well, see, that's it, it'll I'm, either be good or it'll suck. My right. thing with Shane Black, he should just stay. You know, screenwriting abilities. You know, it's a hit or miss, but you know, usually succeeds. The one thing I will say, I did like about Predators was I like the idea they're like, well, we finally are going to get them out of the you know, and make it a Battle Royale like thing, and it works so much better. They for should me. have waited to make that movie because Lawrence Fishburne's character should have been Arnold Schwarzenegger, one million percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It just bugs me so much. But it, I love the opening idea. Like I love the idea of it. It worked, but then the movie was just—it's 
you know, like you already knew halfway that the gas tank was empty. Overthink the Predator movies. This is what I was talking about. Peppermint, like, just don't fucking overthink it. Predator Two is a fucking B exploitation movie, and it works. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just. I keep seeing the trailer for this at Alamo literally every time I go there. It's the new Neon movie, Assassination Nation. Yeah. Have you seen the trailer? I have. I, that looks cool. I, I think it looks pretty it. interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that it it's like it feels like one of these movies that could be truly amazing, but it feels like it's gonna like miss the mark. Yeah. You know, like, but um, I don't know. I mean, it, it definitely looks like it. It has some edge to it. Um, I just hope it's got genuine edge, and it's not like one of these. Eh, it doesn't really have edge. It's got like you know YouTube teenager yeah. edge. Um, you know, so like I, but I, it looks interesting for sure. All right. Uh, the house with the clock in its walls. I like movies like that, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's weird it's, because it's definitely up my alley. There's a new Goosebumps movie coming right, out, but right. it doesn't have Jack Black in it, but Jack Black is in this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. So it's like totally and it looks like me. a Goosebumps movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, the Goosebumps movie it looks like super low budget, like direct mm-hmm. yeah. for how big the, 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 2015 movie was yeah. 2016 it's crazy the difference in yeah. how low quality that is i i feel like it's gonna make a lot of money just because it's like a fantasy movie and it's an eli roth movie but it's got a little bit of horror and it's like written Halloween. by eric kripke the guy who created supernatural so yeah, yeah. It, it's probably gonna be good well the um the uh um I think Eli Roth, like I said, he did the Death Wish thing, and I think he's been struggling to, you know, he did Green Inferno and stuff. He's been trying to yeah. kind of separate himself. I feel like he is going to become one of those guys who's going to be doing, like, family films. Yeah. In a few, like, four <laughs> well, family and also, films. Like, or a Tim Burton family. Kind right. Of I'm looking like at the cast, and it has, of course, it has Lorenzo Izzo in it, because literally he casts it. She's his wife. He puts her in every fucking movie. Well, we does. got a Helena Bonham Carter yeah. somehow. Speaking of being the Tim Burton, yeah, right, so. uh, dude. I keep seeing the trailer for this movie. It looks fucking terrible. Hellfest. It's like a haunted house horror movie. Have you guys seen the trailer? Mm, for uh, that? Yeah, I, I've heard. It just looks like the typical. It looks generic. like Valentine or something. It just looks really bad, which I like. But yeah. I mean, I just don't. I mean, to me, a lot of these movies, you know, it's going to be in the Walmart bin yeah. here in a in a like less than a year. All right. So uh, I don't. Um, I don't know if it's on your list, but I did want. I have a couple real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, um So uh, one would be. I think we're alone now. You familiar oh, with this? Oh, that's not on my list. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that one is. It looks like a September twenty first release. Uh-huh. Um, so that one's pretty uh, close here. Um, so not to be mistaken for the documentary by the same Which name. Which is really like disturbing. A very disturbing documentary. documentary. Yeah. yeah. But this one is. Have you heard of this movie, Kirby? No, I, I mean, I've um, heard the name, I just yeah. don't, you know. So it's um, it's got uh, Peter Dinklage and Elle Fanning, and it's one of these last people on Earth oh, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and it looks really interesting. It's it's from one of the directors who um, did a lot of episodes of The Handmaid's Tale, uh, Reed Morano. Um, so, of course, I'm very interested in that. Um, but it looks like it's just like kind of like, like psychedelic and bizarre, very arty, and like, I mean... Uh, you guys look up the the poster for this but i'm gonna show you guys like look at the the movie poster Whoa. for this thing oh yeah that that's a 
I yeah. want that. Yeah, sure. it's really, really awesome looking. So, um, but yeah, like it's apparently it showed at I can't remember which um, film festival, maybe TIFF, or it showed at something. But oh, probably Fantasia. Um, yeah, I think actually it was Fantasia, um, and just got rave reviews. Um, and of course, you know, I'll watch yeah, anything with TIFF Peter is Dinklage this weekend. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely that's one I wanted to shout out. I think we're alone now. Um, and then this is going to be premiering at uh, Fantastic Fest. However, it's going to be on Netflix by the end of the month, which is Hold the Dark, um, which is uh, Jeremy Saulnier's newest movie. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. Yeah, um, and I don't know a lot about it intentionally, um, kind of staying away from details yeah. about it, uh, but it's... Uh, I'm really... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Netflix buying movies, because... Yeah, I agree. Like I that, agree. Or, like, that in, like, Amazon, because, like, that movie Zoe, I would really like to own, like, a copy of it. Right. You know? Um, it does say Hold the Dark, um, will be, uh, uh, I, well, actually, no, it, it doesn't. Um, I was thinking of something else, but so, um, definitely Hold the Dark, though. I mean, it's got, uh, Jeffrey Wright in it, um, Alexander Skarsgård, Riley Keough, um, but it's, uh, you know, Jeremy Saulnier is, is again, he's, in far as the the two movies he's really done so far have both knocked it out of the park um he's doing a couple episodes of the next season of true detective as well but um i definitely have that one on my radar um and then another one i did just want to shout out which is um uh roma speaking of netflix um are you guys familiar with this one uh, I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, so this bit. is Alfonso Cuarón's newest yes, film and right. it just looks absolutely that stunning. That just premiered at the uh Venice film yeah festival. so and that actually i guess that's not a fall one i guess oh, no, that's, not venice the telluride film yeah festival. never mind i thought that one was a fall but i guess it's uh it's december um they're releasing that's on december okay. 14th but um but yeah that one um another netflix one but that one they definitely say is going to get some limited theatrical release yeah because that's a movie just from everything i've seen from it the holy crap it looks like a big screen movie if ever you've seen one um you know but yeah definitely hold the dark and that's by the end of the month that's very very soon that comes yeah. out on netflix all right let me try to shotgun through a couple more because we're going to try to so yeah. we just or talked about Venom. Oh, do you have some? Yeah, let's just go with mine quick. I mean, obviously, for me, a big one is Halloween. I mean, I'm not, yeah. like, uber excited about it as much as, like, I'm not going to faux, like, act like, oh, my God, it's the second coming. This is going to be the greatest movie ever. Right. I just want to I see like it. the idea of it ignoring yeah, everything, all yeah. the rest Completely of the reconning. franchise. Yeah, I think it works. I mean, I think there's a lot of good elements here. It looks enjoyable. It's funny enough that, talking about uh, Peppermint and stuff, like, I mean, this looks like uh laurie strode meets john wick kind of thing like <laughs> right. in parts or that she's gonna well be like, it, she's yeah. clearly playing like laurie strode meets um dr loomis well yeah mm-hmm. but i mean she's more like you know like a survivalist yeah. kind of thing which i sure. like that it's idea. very timely yeah and it looks like i like uh so far the visuals i've yeah. seen i like the way the mask looks i like a lot of it i just my whole thing is, is that with halloween i am i am a halloween fan a michael myers fan i just I think that the hype machine just goes yeah. like oh, Halloween. Yeah. Halloween as a series and stuff. It's gr- there's great movies. I like Michael Myers. I just I don't know when and where it just became so like I completely like overdone to. Oh thing. yeah, dude. In my opinion, there's only one truly great Halloween movie. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, yeah. and that that's and even that's that, a problem. I, I, I do I, love I, I, I love part oh, four I and I love the original I love and the original I, I love two and I love. Uh, season of the witch even mm-hmm. though it's not michael myers movie right it's it's it, r- truly great 
But it's like after five, I'm like, I really could give a shit. Five and onward, sure. I could just really give a shit. Like, there's little bits I like, but yeah. overall, yeah, it's I mean, just the H twenty actually has some redeeming sure, moments. It does too, in it, but again, know, that's but yeah. part of like the whole uh, thing with like the timeline. Like, try they keep trying all these different things, and sometimes it has a little bit more sense. I mean, Halloween H two O, I always just remember seeing the theaters. Having I refuse to it. call it that, by the way. I think H2O is so fucking stupid, I call it H20. Well, whatever what we want. the hell. Yeah, well, it's just... It that. should just be called H2O, the shape of water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if it was, like, on water, like, if it was, like, an oh, island... Oh, no, I gotcha. It's like, just, Halloween it's, movie, it'd it's, be one thing. You but. just shouldn't have called it H20 either. It should have yeah. just been called sure. Halloween, sure. you know, part seven or whatever. Right, they right, they yeah. fucked it up. Right, the one right. thing I'll say about this, it's it's funny to me seeing uh, Judy Greer playing like, you know, the sad mom, you know, uh-huh. person, the sad, like, oh, I'm just a sad middle-aged woman, you know, thing. Because, like, literally, that's the role she plays in everything. Like, right. She's that in Ant-Man. And, like, I, I just want to bring this up because I totally forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, the new Showtime show that Michelle Gondry and Jim Carrey are doing, Kidding. Uh-huh. I saw that. That's really good. Is it? Interesting. Yeah, I, if you haven't heard of it, have you heard about it at all? I have, but I actually, well, I'd, I'd heard just a little bit. I didn't realize it was Michelle Basi- Gondry. Yeah, um, yeah, Michelle Gondry directs the first episode. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a Jim Carrey, and he's playing a, uh, like a Mr. Rogers type character. Okay. And uh, one of his sons is killed. One of his twin sons is killed in a car accident, and he starts to, like lose it. Wow! It's really it's it's good, but it's dark. It, like the first episode feels a lot like Eternal Sunshine. Okay, it's good. Cool. Anyway, just throwing that out. Awesome. You can watch it for free on YouTube, by the way. Right? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, other than that, I was just gonna rapidly say I we kind of already mentioned on the last one. I have actually completely avoided almost everything with Suspiria because I just want to see it unpainted. Yeah, I know. It's just the one trailer one. is really good. Yeah, but I just, it's one of those ones I'm really avoiding as much as possible to have it be, you know, like yeah. as, as open as I can. But I'm excited about that. Um, it's, yeah, the reviews are interesting. I know. Yeah. I know. I've read some too and I, and I like saw some stuff that I wish I didn't see. So yeah. I mean, so that's me. That's kind of what exactly. I've people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Since I know we're running long time, just real quick, I, I Queen is one of my favorite bands ever, so I'm oh, excited sure. about Bohemian Rhapsody. Even if it's as flawed as it is, it's just I it probably will be. I'm still hyped for that. Uh, for the complete, you know, some real uh, two quick ones I wrote down was uh, Anna and the Apocalypse and Overlord. Yeah, I'm willing uh, to give a no. Anna and the Apocalypse is awful. I'm sorry, you already yeah. saw it. No, no, I'm just saying it looks off. Okay, well, oh, then, I heard really good things about yeah, it at yeah. Fantastic Fest. So. Well, that's kind of what yeah. I've heard was the festival people really chatter. liked it. And then, of course, for just completely, uh, I, I think it's just going to be a nice book ending here. Is uh, starring Mom and Dad and Andy with Mandy for my Nicholas Cage. Dude, here. Mandy, I am so like we're going to Sun and Monster Palooza next Thursday. If I weren't, I would be at that. Oh, dude, fucking advanced. I yeah, it's what the thirteenth, right? Yeah. <gasps> Shit, that's a week from today. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm seeing Mandy in a week. You that's need, incredible. You need to throw a review up of, of that. I will. I'll write one up. Yeah, yeah I'm so stoked. Yeah, yes. so I figured that's a good book ending to yeah. 2018. So hell yeah! But uh, I think that's it. What else you got firing off, Victor? Anything else good? Um, just finish up here really quick. Uh, bad times at El Royale. Yes, it's the, Drew Goddard. Yeah, Drew Goddard's first movie since Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. That looks really good. Um, 
First Man, the new Damien Chazelle movie. It's it's about the moon landing. And Damien Chazelle is just continuing Dude, to like do interesting and different I films. Love, Whiplash is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Whiplash is tremendous. And it's so fucking good. Um, and it's certainly aged better than you know. I think that um, you know, whatever right. the, the yeah, the uh, La La Land did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but again, I gotta respect that guy for just like how he's just consistently like pushing himself and yeah. trying different genres. Yep. Um, yeah, let me think here. Uh, Star is Born looks like fucking garbage. I'm sorry. I have no desire to see that movie. Um, uh, Lady Gaga keeps trying. Dude, <laughs> I, the trailer for that is so fucking pretentious. I cannot get yeah. over it. I'm super excited about Suspiria. Um, yeah. I don't know what to think about Bohemian Rhapsody, dude. Oh, I, I, it's more just as a Queen fan. That's, yeah. that's really it. But I mean, do I think it's gonna be great? No. Right. But am I gonna go see it? I don't yeah. know. By the way, though, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, cause it's like, it feels like inevitably, but the whole answer about we were discussing was the spirit about the person in the old age makeup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've seen that the is interesting. poster. It's right. Like- I don't even know why they're trying that. Yeah, it seems, it's, so it seems like there's no way that's going to get hidden. But yeah, but anyway, I mean, yeah. if you haven't heard up, that's uh, go and try and go into the movie clean. But yeah, that yeah. is an interesting thing. Um, yeah, Little White Lies kind of tore it up, but like, I just I don't know. Like, I've heard so many good things about it, and then so many terrible things. Yeah. It's like I just think it's going to be one of those movies that you're either going to love or hate. I, well, it also goes to my like what I bring this up all the fucking time. Um, you know, modern, I can't trust critics because, uh-huh. like, the foundations aren't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if there was, like, one critic who, like, I, like, alright, I know you like this, this, and this, but, uh, like, it's just, mo- like, I only but know even then, ten years ago. Well, then, fuck you. There's I, so I many things. You. It's like somebody could just have, be having a bad day and it decide to rip a movie and a-, a new asshole, you know? I mean, yeah. it's just so well, hard to say. here's the thing. They just added Mother on Hulu. I'm probably gonna watch it just, like, because they or, no, well, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it after you've watched it and see what yeah. you think. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. for the uh, Argento uh, uh, final superfans, yeah. by the way, next, uh, tomorrow, uh, the 7th, uh, Waxwork Records is dropping a triple release of uh, right. Deep Red, Inferno, and uh, Phenomena or Phenomena, whichever. Oh, totally. Thing. Yeah, so yeah. they look beautiful. They do look really nice. Yeah, so for sure. Just think of that for the Argento news, but totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say there's a huge amount I'm excited about for fall, no. but it's but, at least there's some stuff that. Yeah, I will say just like we'll just knock this out. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, style. sure. Uh, Fantastic Beast, yay nay. I'll go see it. Whatever. Hey, I, I have like a contractual obligation at yeah, this point, gonna, but yeah. I'm going to watch it. I have no attachment. I have, but, but I mean, comparing like how I would have felt about a new uh, Wizarding World thing 10 yeah. years ago compared to how I feel now kind of yeah. makes me sad. I, but, I enjoyed uh, Fantastic Beasts, so I'm willing to yeah. give it a shot. So right. I, yeah. I had fun. I enjoyed it too. Yeah. Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll I, go see it. I love Wrecker Ralph. That trailer was so bad. I don't know if there's if it's like the same writers. If it's the same writers, then I'm excited, but I don't know anything yeah, about that. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, anyway. Um, Creed 2. This is like, I'm, this is my jam. I, 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 love I Creed. loved Creed, Creed but I don't the, think that it's going to be the, as good, right? Because it's not the same director, right? So no, I mean, but they picked the director, so right? Okay, know. cool. I, I feel like they really want to shoehorn in this Drago. Well, exactly. That's story. the cool thing is that yeah. having this be a follow up to Rocky Four is yeah, freaking awesome. So. And I mean, Dolph is in the movie, right? That's yeah, what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so hell yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and the apocalypse mm-hmm. it is. Um, 
Under the Silver Lake. That's not till December. Oh yeah, not yeah, till December. yeah. yeah. So we'll cover that, that a little further. Yeah, I pushed um, it my birthday weekend, by yeah. the way. Yeah, so it's yeah. Exciting. So pretty much that's everything. I, there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's other shit like Robin Hood and the Grinch. I don't give a fuck about those. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Or the Nutcracker. Right. Anyway, that's that's our fall preview. Yeah. Guys. So. Let us know what you think. Or you America. don't give a fuck about. You can also let us know in the comments. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Johnny English Strikes Again. They don't need to make another one of those movies. Wait, is that, is that actually really got happy? Rowan Atkinson in it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, really? Wait, is this like only the second or have there been a bunch that There's I didn't know about? There's been like at least three of them. Oh wow, that's crazy. They yeah. must do really well like over there across yeah, the pond or totally. something. I think that's what it is. God, I hope that's going to be a triple feature with John, or uh, the Tuxedo 2, maybe <laughs> oh, Rat God. Race 2. We'll see what happens. I, I was just waiting for the inevitable son of Paul Blart Malkoff. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, guys, also, if you, uh, if you, hey, it, send us an email. Tell us what you think. If you know any good spots to pick up VHS, let me know. I've been on like on a, a quest to get a bunch of VHS movies, and like I'm having them, I'm finding them it's harder and hard. harder to find. Um, Goodwill I, even is not carrying hardly any what? anymore. I'm really tempted to like do a VHS swap for the Halloween uh, version of uh, Video Vortex. Yeah, please do. I think that might be cool because there's like those guys that are, like sitting on a bunch of them, and like uh, you know they'll make a couple of bucks a tape on them or whatever. Yeah, you know, but yeah, I make that happen. Like that'd be sweet. Devil's yeah, night. I think that'd be awesome. The yeah. Devil's Night, speaking of the crow. Right, totally. Yeah. Sweet. All right, so yeah, we're going to wrap this up. If you guys enjoy what we're doing, uh, check us out at cultclassicsaz.com, cultfalling.co. we got a lot of shit coming up at the Alamo Draft House. If you like Terror Tuesday, we've got Return of Living Dead. Added a second screening. That one's going to sell out to you probably. Uh, How Sue in October. We've got Dismember the Alamo, and this month, Fist City, we've got Commando, and October, we've got Tremors. Lots of cool shit we're hosting. And if you are in L.A. Burbank for the weekend of the 14th, Victor and I will be at Son of Monster Palooza. Nice. So come say hi and hang out with us. Yep, I'm sure we'll try to ask the guys at Clive Barker's booth if we can show I brief the ball cut again and they'll yeah. probably just say no. Anyway, <laughs> we got to get out of here. Uh, check us out next time. This will be up later tonight. Uh, until next time, I am Victor Moreno, along with Kirby Nelson. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. And Joshua T. Ruth. Farewell. And until next time, rest in peace, popular mm-hmm. Oscar Award. We never knew you. <laughs> <laughs>